The opposite of fear is bravery. Hmm. Nope. The opposite of fear is curiosity. Is the glass half empty? Is it half full? That misses the point. Elevating curiosity will help you see and understand what's in the glass. This is Applied Curiosity Lab Radio, the podcast of curiosity. In each episode, Becky Saltzman interviews unconventional thinkers and doers in her unconventional way to dissect and uncover what you can use to see things others miss, make better decisions, and apply your talents in new and profound ways. Elevate curiosity, escape the boundaries of ordinary. Hi, I'm Becky Saltzman, and this is Applied Curiosity Lab Radio. Episode Zero. Welcome to the podcast for the relentlessly curious. What I mean is that this is a podcast for adventurous people, but not just people who do adventurous things. Are you an adventurous thinker, a curiosity seeker, an assumption buster, a lifelong learner who is fascinated with all kinds of things? Some of the things that others may shy away from because they're weird or complicated or controversial. Maybe you're looking for ways to understand people who are not necessarily just like you. Maybe you want to break into a new industry or just break out of your silo of sameness. I know myself, I like to know a little bit more about a lot of things. Maybe you're like that too. Are you someone who thinks, hmm, what's that like? Or how in the world did they come to think that way? Or what am I missing? Or how did they do or accomplish that? And how could I apply those lessons in my own life to make more money, to have better relationships? to live more adventurously? You're asking this stuff? You're obviously curious. And that's good, because curiosity is like a muscle. Exercise it, and it's there for you when you need it. It helps you see things that others miss. Neglect it, and it locks you in your comfort zone of certainty, where you expose yourself to the dangerous risk of being blindsided. Apply Curiosity Lab Radio will be like your mental gym, where every week you will be able to exercise your curiosity muscle. How's this going to work? I'll tell you a little bit about the show, and then I'll tell you a wee bit about myself, because more than half of the wise sages of the podcast world suggest that an episode zero of any successful podcast should open the kimono on the host and tell listeners what they can expect. The rest of the podcast sages suggest that an episode zero is not wise because the show might change and who wants to be locked in with what you promised in the first episode. Okay, fine. Applied Curiosity Lab Radio might change. I hope it will, and that I'll listen back to this episode and think, wow, I have improved a lot since episode zero. But I know that there will always be a few constants, and these are the three constants. Number one, the starring role of curiosity. Curiosity ahead of criticism, judgment, fear, and complacency. That means that with some interviews, you may think, I'm not comfortable hearing that person, or why give them a platform, or how can that possibly apply to my own life? Stick around and you'll see what elevating curiosity can do for you. The second constant is that you can always look forward to curiosity-fueled interviews with fascinating, unconventional thinkers and doers. Like who? Well, whether they are award-winning filmmakers or leaders of countercultures, extreme athletes, mental health experts, biohackers, expert academics, micro-dosing aficionados, witches, research scientists, strippers, business titans, artists, orthodox people, atheists, asylum seekers and refugees, philanthropists, politicians, entrepreneurs, even alien abduction experts and anti-vaxxer doctors and people who lead the flat earth movement. 
there is one thing that they all have in common, and it's best described by my favorite Ben Franklin quote. All mankind is divided into three classes, those that are immovable, those that are movable, and those that move. The people that move. These are the people you can expect to hear from and learn about on Applied Curiosity Lab Radio. That's why they're described as being outside the boundaries of ordinary. The third constant will be my attempt to dissect and extract insights, wisdom, and actionable bits that you can use to see things others miss, make better decisions, and apply your talents in new and profound ways. These things won't change. I was bred for curiosity. When I was six years old, my parents cut my hair, dressed me like a boy, and dragged me to what would be the first of hundreds of auctions. They wanted me to learn the family business and the art of selling from the master auctioneers. My mom predicted that I would grow to love my pixie haircut. Pixie haircut, right? What a sell. But after several decades, my mom's prediction did come true. Looking back, it's clear that these experiences and others like it helped me establish a lifestyle of living curiously. I may not be as buff as I wish I was, but my curiosity muscle is pumped. Why did they dress me like a boy? Well, the auction world, especially the industrial auction world, was filled with grease and strange objects, contraptions and machines, interesting people from all walks of life, and lots of swearing. I loved it. But as annoying and as sexist as it was, and probably still is, the presence of a girl would have changed the dynamic. And let's face it, those of you who know me know that I have never been sensitive to swearing or what's deemed bad language. I'll try to be good on this podcast, but alas, it will not always be rated G. Passive observation was not enough. I was constantly asked unusual questions. I was challenged to be more curious. Yeah, even at six years old, we have assumptions. I didn't recognize it at the time, of course, but this caused a lifetime of assumption busting. I was asked questions like, how can you tell who's interested in bidding on that huge tractor? Or why might you think that guy over there can't afford the $100,000 five-axis horizontal boring mill? Could it be his messy hair and ripped overalls? Why does that man in the suit and fancy car, who, by the way, works for the guy in the overalls, keep wagging his cigar at the auctioneer? Aha, it's a bid. And that's how someone can buy a tractor with a cigar, especially without the competition and other bidders noticing. You see, I was tested to recognize what I was missing. And that's where my love of curious questions started. Much of what I learned in the greasy warehouses of my youth, I confirmed in the dusty halls of academia during my pursuit of a graduate degree in applied psychology, or as we say today, behavioral science. I'm fascinated with curiosity how to use it to understand the hidden side of how people think and form their opinions and worldviews, how they make decisions, and how we can specifically use curiosity to create meaningful, remarkable lives. In addition to this podcast, Applied Curiosity is what I do for a living. I teach organizations how to use curiosity as an applied tool, with a specific emphasis on influence and sales, creative problem-solving and innovation, and to get deeper into the weeds for cognitive bias training, which we like to refer to as busting brain bugs. I have a bit of an obsession with curiosity, but it may be different than how you traditionally think about curiosity. I'm not talking about an endless inquiry into everything, although my family and friends might tell you it sometimes seems like that. It's also not just about staring up at the stars and pondering the universe or uncovering people's public, private, and secret lives, although these things are often part of it. My obsession and this show is more about applying curiosity as a tool. Not only will you hear interviews with fascinating people, from time to time we'll explore places that are outside the boundaries of ordinary. I call these curiosity quests. Why explore these places? Hmm, good question. Well, 
First, there's an obvious adventure factor. But the most important reason is less obvious because it involves a specific curiosity exercise, an exercise that I think is vitally important. Maybe in our world of information overload and divisiveness, more important now than ever before. It's the exercise of elevating curiosity ahead of criticism, judgment, fear, and complacency when we're outside of our comfort zones, even when we're far outside of our comfort zones. Okay, let me explain. As I was working on my second book, Living Curiously, I was sitting in my car outside the largest Pray the Gay Away convention. That's where people who are gay go to pray that they won't be anymore. I was trying to elevate curiosity. That's my own crazy form of meditation. I was mentally preparing to enter the huge church compound. Now, I'm not Christian, nor do I believe in reparative therapy for sexual orientation. So I was way outside my comfort zone. But that was the intent. The goal was to test whether I could elevate curiosity even when I'm way outside my comfort zone. I wanted to come away with insights and wisdom to add a little piece to the larger confusing puzzle of how we can understand and get along with people who are so different from us. There were protesters outside, and I wanted to wave at them to let them know, hey, you know, I'm on your team. But I knew that doing that would be putting judgment and criticism and probably a little bit of fear ahead of my curiosity. My experiment would have been ruined. Ultimately, I was able to enter the church compound with my curiosity elevated. The insights that I was awarded were profound. Pray the Gay Away, also called restorative therapy, is big business. In future episodes, I'll share what I learned from that experience and from many other curiosity quests, like my visit with the gun store owner on the day after a mass shooting, participating in a Samhain witch ritual on the eve of Halloween, talking politics in the bayou and in cowboy country and with anarchists, attending the biggest bong expo, exploring the underbelly of academia, and many other curiosity quests. These curiosity quests represent the advanced level of this elevating curiosity challenge. Can we remain curious as we dip our toes into the murky pond of the gray area, farther and farther outside our comfort zones, where we may challenge our own assumptions and worldviews? Beyond providing wisdom insights and actionable bits, my audacious goal for Applied Curiosity Lab Radio is to promote curiosity as a force for good, to help us understand things that will help us break out of our silos of sameness and reduce our damaging divisiveness. Thanks for being part of this curious adventure, and thank you for being curious. Thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Before you take off, I have a quick question and a few more things to let you know about. One, you can find show notes and all resources mentioned at appliedcuriositylab.com forward slash blog. And the question... Would you enjoy joining the ranks of curiosity seekers and adventurous thinkers? If so, you are invited to join the Tribe of the Curious. You'll receive Quick Curiosity Monday. This short weekly email is curiosity lube for your brain. It consists of ideas I'm pondering, curiosities the tribe has shared, and things that I'm enjoying that I suspect you might too. Just go to appliedcuriositylab.com to join, or you can probably just pick your favorite search engine and type in Tribe of the Curious. And let's connect online at Becky Saltzman on Twitter and on Facebook at Applied Curiosity Lab. Finally, in order to avoid missing insights from outside the boundaries of ordinary, subscribe to Applied Curiosity Lab Radio on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and all the other places podcasts hide and wait to be discovered. In the meantime, elevate curiosity. Curiosity.